508? All right, well, we're rolling. All right, we're on. 508 is the best to girl time? 508 is the best girl time. Christine Holt. Oh, my God. Christine Holt. Well, Annie Thorsard had like 530-something. I didn't see hers. I think that's what it, yesterday when they did it live, that's what she did. Was that's what she got, 530? I didn't even get to watch the announcement. So I went. I only kind of watched a little bit of the preview when it first started, mm-hmm. and then I kind of went back last night and watched a little bit like more when... Like Annie Thorosar and all of them went to yeah. see about where they fell in time. Did Annie beat all other people? Uh, well, I mean, they did it weird. So the way they did it was, so they had like CrossFit Nashville, who had like the most people signed for the open in the gym. Okay. And they had their team get a four and a half minute head start ahead of Annie Thorosar's team. Okay. So they had two guys go, they had a four and a half minute head start against like, I think it was like Con Porter and the other guy. Okay. And as soon as the two guys were done, then two the girls had to went. go. Oh, but, that's kind of cool. But the guys, uh, they had a four and a half minute head start, and I think Comport and the guys still beat them. Oh, really? In that workout. <laughs> and so, cool. uh, so I went back and kind of watched the skin and see, because they didn't, they didn't show exactly what their times were mm-hmm. uh, at the time, but I went back and kind of saw. Everybody finished, I think Lauren Fisher was like 6.30. Okay. And then the other, like, Anthor's only the other two guys were like around like 5.30, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5.30. That's cool. That's pretty cool. That's cool that they showed like, your average shows versus like your well, I your think athletes. to a degree, I, cool to like see. those guys. I don't think they were like their. I think that was like some of their better athletes at their uh-huh. gym, like their team. I mean, yeah, they're not going to throw out, but they're not like like those like guys. Games those are like athletes. individual games athletes, you know. And so uh, we're on a little bit tangent right now. We're having doing an introduction <laughs> to the to the podcast from about twenty one point three. Twenty one point three. No, twenty two point three. Twenty two. Twenty two point three. We just watched uh, Trey Duffel. Trey, that, that was a show. I have to say, that was quite the show. He's actually still laying down right now. I, I think he's been laying down the floor for 30 minutes now. Uh, I think he PR'd at 28.32. But he's still laying down. I don't he's think still he's down there. Oh, we still got something wrong. He's definitely still down there. No chance he's up. But it's been a, uh, a dirty one. This was nasty. Um, it's got like that Fran feel, but probably like a little bit longer. It's like not... 10 minutes but it's not like it's it's a weird time frame right there um it's like has, almost like just outside your threshold has every open finished with thrusters uh that's a good question i don't know if every open has i mean there was one year do you hear that open one workout had dumbbell thrusters in it yeah it was like dumbbell was it dumbbell, dumbbell thrusters double unders, unders and like total bar yeah yeah but that was like kind of in the middle of the open it wasn't at the end no it was, so that was like a 20 minute i wonder what the end was that because obviously uh, thrusters again but pretty much thrusters have been the last open workout for so this is what the not the 11th open we started in 2011 that was the first open so this is technically the 11th open that's and cool. i think probably out of the 11 at least nine for sure I finished the thrusters. thrusters yeah um I mean, if not 10, send it out with a bank. I mean, <laughs> I feel like they just leave thrusters for the end because they just know like everybody's looking forward to not doing thrusters. Well, I don't know if anybody like truly loves thrusters. Uh, I have never, I think some of you maybe are better than others, but they're not like, I, I don't really think like, like people like if they were able to make up their own workout, like they're not going to choose thrusters yeah. to put in there. I always have to say. Like, I mean, I feel like for me personally, like thrusters is a little bit more of a strong suit movement for me strong compared suit. to like maybe like the average person. But it's not necessarily that something I love to like do, to right? See. Like, if you're better at it, maybe you have a little more of a tolerance to maybe yeah. get through it, right? Because you're just more comfortable with that movement. Like, you feel confident in that movement per se. But it's not like I really enjoy to do it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess I kind of feel the same way. Like, I mean, I, I like wall balls. Like, I'll say I like wall balls, but mm-hmm. I don't. Like, want to see you know what's weird though like some, I'll ask somebody if like 
for instance, they say they hate wobble, so like thrusters or vice versa. I'm like, really? It's the same movement. It's the same shit. It's the same movement. Like some people are oh. like, oh, I hate thrusters, but I like wobbles. I'm like, it's the same movement. It's the same squat and throw pattern. See, one of my least favorite thrusters is just a 45 pound bar thruster. Like, like an anti barbell thruster? I can't, what's that called? Jackie? Is Jackie? it Jackie? Yeah. I hate Jackie. It's always when you do like a, a lightweight thruster, a lot of times it ends up being your shoulders. But yeah, it's all shoulders. Like my legs never blow up. Like I'm, even on Karen, like for wobbles, <laughs> like it's my shoulders. Your shoulders go before your legs. Yeah, like, like while I'm doing Karen 150 wall balls mm-hmm. per time, my legs actually feel fine while I'm doing it. It's more the front of my shoulders are on fire. When you finish though, that's the next legs well, the next up. day my legs are sore. Yeah, but uh, during it, not my legs. You don't want to feel like that. No, not during not during the workout. My legs I wonder if you would be like a maybe like a heavy. I don't know if that would like make a difference. Like a heavy ball, like I did a thirty pound ball. Like a thirty pound ball, like yeah. So when we got done, we kind of same thing to a degree, not. So for instance, if I do a hundred, like if I do Karen Mm at one hundred fifty wall balls, even when I get done with the workout, my legs don't necessarily feel too trashed a little bit to a degree, but Mm -hmm. it's not next day I find out pretty sore. But we did that workout this week with the seventy five wall balls at thirty pounds. Yeah. I still don't necessarily feel my legs deering, but now immediately afterwards, my legs like were, blew up. Yeah, we're barely, like, already got had that pump in them and things like okay. that, just in the heavier ball. That makes sense, though. But it's crazy <clears> that, like, Travis Merritt has 150 unbroken dude, wall balls. Dude, he's done that multiple times. That's crazy. Just for everybody knowing, this is a games level athlete, and yeah. he does Karen, which is 150 wall balls. With 30 um, pounds. Which is normally prescribed 20 pounds for a guy, uh, 14 for a lady. He does it with 30 pounds. And unbroken. Goes unbroken. All 150 reps. 150 with a 30 pound ball. Like um, we did the 75, I did 16, 15, but like, I could have maybe etched out. He could have got 100? <sighs> Me? No. no. Like, going to 75 would probably been like a max out effort. Really? Probably. Like, jumping? Yeah, like, pretty much. I could maybe make it 75, which is literally half. <laughs> That's crazy. And he's done it, like, I want to say, like, two or three times. Like, like he does it, like, often. It's That's crazy. crazy. That's ridiculous. And so, uh, but yeah, I mean, even, like you said, I mean, that guy doing this 21.3 in, like, four and a half minutes. Four and a half minutes. That is insane. It's blazing. That fast. is crazy it never fails though like you do the open workout and you're like okay I think this is going to be the best time oh like, somebody's I mean, somebody smashes that yeah. like they do way better than that I bet like, somebody gets like it's mind blowing four like I, I would have to watch his video to really tell he's got to be a top like 10 guy though. Um, oh yeah I mean and he always does well in open yeah. he's an open guy um, he, he'll probably do well in the quarterfinals too he'll probably make it to the semifinal five I guess so but anyway so main topic of the conversation this is actually a topic that kind of brought up me and Jen mm-hmm. first. And then, you know, we kind of talked about doing, talking about the podcast today and we kind of had a conversation about it yesterday to a degree was, uh, the conversation of is the leaderboard, you know, whether it be on sugar watt or the whiteboard itself, a good thing or a bad thing, you know, mm-hmm. do you, do you see it as, you know, a pro or a con? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think the general consensus that, you know, me and you both, went on is like it depends I think yeah it really depends on the person itself I would it's, it's kind of like one of those things it's there's never like a, a blanket like this is this is the right this answer. is the right answer right. it's more of an individualized approach and um, I know nobody wants to hear it, but like it kind of depends kind of yeah. answer to a degree kind of and so personality. I know we talked about it yesterday let me ask you this like on a on your opinion mm-hmm on the mass scale of our members that come, how many of them are like, like, like the fact of having a leaderboard? I mean, compared like, to people who like, I don't really like that aspect. Um, 
that give you a percentage? Like I would mean? probably say like, I would say maybe like 70-30. Yeah, that's kind of common. 70-30, 60-30, 60-40. Yeah. Um, majority of people, I think, like that aspect mm-hmm. to a degree, but there's definitely a, a good portion of the gym who does not like that. Kind of I mean, takes it the wrong way. Type to a degree. Um, and it's, it's, I do think that some people like the leaderboard, but only when, to a degree, like obviously it's a straightforward, but only they're doing well. Yeah. Right? Like nobody likes to see. Nobody wants to see. If you're a competitive person, you don't like do to see that. that you're not doing or do that relatively well, well right. to the field. And, um, you know, like we talked about yesterday, like Kaylee's very much on the, like, I'm not the biggest fan of the leaderboard mm-hmm. aspect. And, and, you know, and I, and I fought this battle myself mentally wise, like, you know, should we get lead, rid of the leaderboard? Should we, you know, keep it, whatever it may be, right? Because obviously the essence with CrossFit the original upbringings was leaderboard, Ooh. right? And like, and to a degree, I think people can still thrive off of that, right? It depends on mentally how you view it. Depends on how you should do it. Ultimately, nobody comes into the gym saying they want to be the best CrossFitter there is out there, mm-hmm. right? Nobody originally starts with those original plans. That, starts to form over a period of time where you're like get more competitive where you're like okay well I'm trying to do better than you get more aware I'm trying to get higher up in the league where I'm trying to you know finish better whatever it may be but that wasn't what your originally starting point was and so and ultimately in the grand scheme of things you can't control any other variables of anything else that's happening all you can do is control your workout in particular I know that's kind of cliche but it's true and I think so many people get wrapped up into the factor of you know, even though they may have good effort in their workout and they feel like they did well for them, mm-hmm. they still get discouraged because, you know, maybe this person did better than them or they're not high up in the leaderboard like they would otherwise. And they see it as a discouraging thing, yeah. so to speak. And um, they can kind of go into this rabbit hole of, you know, feeling down themselves and... Feeling like they're not what they used to they're be. They're not worthy. They're not, they're not the athlete maybe they used to be. Maybe like maybe you were better at one point in time, but maybe you haven't been as consistent with your workouts over this past year mm-hmm. or your intensity has dropped off for a period of time, you know, because life factors, good. life factors have come to play now where, you know, you just haven't been as consistent with the gym being taken as serious. And then in essence of that byproduct, you've gotten technically less fit. Right. Mm-hmm. And so nobody likes to see their name, you know, yeah. fall in that leaderboard or people that normally you would otherwise have beaten before you're not beating now or whatever it may be. Um, but for some people that is, a way for them to have it's an encouraging thing it's to like do. a driving factor it's a driving factor so people you know so what me and Kayla were talking about last night like for her to a degree the leaderboard helps her gauge if she pushed the workout hard enough mm-hmm. right so like if for instance we didn't have enough leaderboard so for instance like she might have you know Catherine or Brandy or Lacey that she looks, that she, so she looks at like, okay, these people are probably going to be a little bit better than I am at these particular workouts, right? I don't have the expectation that I'm going to beat these people, but I like to be at least in the ballpark of where they are. Yeah. And that, that gives her a gauge to say, okay, I, I try hard enough. Like that, well, I tried hard, mm-hmm. right? If she was like twice as long as they were the workout, like I didn't try hard up there. I, I lolly act too much. I sand back the workout mm-hmm. too much. So it gives her more of a gauge of her intensity in the workouts if she tried hard enough. She knows, okay, that's about where I should have, I felt, where I should have fallen into. It makes her feel good after the workout. Yeah. She looks at it. So she has a general, compared to, like, for instance, like, she went to a cycle class, like, years and years and years ago. And she got down to the cycle class, and, like, there's no leaderboard. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's kind of got down, she's like, I mean, how'd I do? 
like like how do you gauge like, like how to do like compared to like did I, did I, did I try hard enough did, did I, I do win? good enough like did I win you know <laughs> like she was kind of lost to a degree because she had no guidance as to her effort level uh-huh. even though like maybe internally she felt okay like I pushed hard but I still like to have that gauge around me of am I going hard enough so yeah like did you like do what you need to do for that workout right mm-hmm. and so uh, it, it's one of those things but at the same time like people can use that as an encouraging factor to where it gives them motivation to let's say for instance maybe they're not as high level that they want to and they use that as an internal motivation for them to now work harder and put more attention to their fitness to do better mm-hmm. right because like Greg Glassman said back in the day is people will die for points as soon as you know there's a competitive aspect to it you automatically try harder yeah compared to otherwise you're just like oh you know it's you know it's not for time it's just for quality you know it's kind of get your workout done the way you want to get it done then the intensity level does drop off to it yeah, absolutely i mean you can even look at like our weekly workouts like go look at a wednesday workout and then go look at like a thursday workout mm-hmm. watch people do the workouts like it's totally different vibe right mm-hmm. um and so i definitely can see where you're coming from yeah and so like kind of playing devil's advocate like there are definitely some people who use it as a discouraging factor mm-hmm. where they like i said don't see their name maybe as high as they would like or this person is consistently beating them whatever it may be right and so they then get discouraged they get upset that the workouts are no longer fun because now they're constantly concerned about somebody who's beating them or who's going to look at their score right, they're, they're, they're going right. you know whatever it may be and if you're that particular person where you cannot get out of your head and like more focus on you and your workout and look at it as a motivating factor and more of you look at more of it as a discouraging factor, then the leaderboard is not for you. Yeah. We post the workouts weekly ahead of time on Fridays. Mm-hmm. On Facebook. Just get rid of Sugar Wad. You could definitely do that. That is a that is a viable option. Sugar right Wad there. is there for like I'll see you guys and see the workouts. <clears throat> we give you guys movement tips. You can see the slides, things like that. And I'll say the leaderboard is an aspect of sugar wine. Mm-hmm. But if you are so hell-bent on the leaderboard and how it affects you mentally-wise, and more often than not is a deterrent for you and a discouraging factor, then you need to completely just get rid of it off your phone. Look at the work, like get the workouts from our Facebook, Facebook page. The, the week ahead of time, that at least you have a general idea of what you're coming in for that day. If you want to have a general idea of what the workout is. And do your workout, try hard, and then get out of here. Right? Mm-hmm. Like Don't focus on anything else outside of that. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Right, it depends. Right. You're still coming. You're still getting your workout. Yeah, because right? there's plenty of people who come in here and work out, and they're like, they could give a shit less what their score is, and they give a shit less what anybody else's score is. Mm-hmm. And that's from a coach's standpoint. Be honest, I don't give a shit what your score is either. I get more concerned about about the effort you're putting in. The effort you give, right? Yeah, like it pisses me off when somebody comes in here, and they give me a, say a check, uh-huh. and their effort was not there. Not there. And which is fine because everybody has their days where they're like worn out, they're tired, and I get that. And that, those times have them here. But we're talking more towards like it's the a people cons- that come in regularly. Regularly, that, right? On a consistent basis, more often than not, they come in, check, Giant and their and their and their efforts on a extremely low level. And it's that's or, very frustrating. Or also in the fact you maybe have somebody who maybe they didn't do well in the workout. And they give you a check also. Uh-huh. But they normally always give always you a score. Always give you a score because it wasn't in their wheelhouse. It wasn't in their today. wheelhouse, right? right? Like that's also... Those are two things that do, they do get our coach's skin out. Get our so, coach's skin. For sure. But more than anything else, it's the effort that you're putting in. Mm-hmm. That's, that's probably the most important factor. Effort. By right far. There. 
And so I could care less about what anybody's score is as long as their effort is there, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah, obviously, maybe you on a personal standpoint, you care about what your score is. But ultimately, the grand scheme of things, you can't control any other variables outside of what the effort you put in and the effort that you gave. Well, I mean, I can tell you right now, nobody knows who is the top of leaderboard on Wednesday. No, and that's the thing. Or like, Tuesday. Or I think Monday, so many people right? get so wrapped up into almost every single day is like a game day, mm -hmm. right? Instead, instead of a training day, right? Like it's okay to have those days where you're like, maybe it's more of a quote unquote game day, like the open, right? Like yeah. open's like a game open's day, a game right? day, right? And you could have like two days out of your week, you're like, okay, this is my, my particular game day, right? Where I'm just gonna go like super hard and I'm gonna try to crush it as hard as I possibly can. And the other days you go hard, but it's not like full throttle, you're right? You're treating you're it as more of a training because I think some people, they get super wrapped up and then I have to get the best score possible mm -hmm. today instead of saying, okay, what is going to give me the best variation for me for this workout today? Yeah. You know, um, you know, maybe for instance, you're trying to work on double unders and the double unders quite aren't there and you're getting super frustrated because for instance, maybe we have 50 double unders in the workout and you keep hitting every five reps. Well, for you, maybe bringing that volume down is the best approach for you that day. So you're getting so wrapped up that I have to do 50 that day because RX, it's, right? it's the workout, right? Like yeah. I, it's a game day workout. I have to do it this way instead of just changing it up to, to the best possible workout for you. And I will say, I mean, I think the gym as a whole has probably gotten a little bit better at that. Mm -hmm. um, like, like actually like being willing to scale. Cause I yeah, remember back I in so. the day, like, I mean, it was RX or like Nothing. you weren't doing the damn workout, yeah. right? Um, and the level I, methods helped out with that. Yeah, absolutely. The love method is, in my opinion, probably the best thing that we've done. Um, I think it's kind of gotten people in there. It almost like keeps you like aware of like where you are, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and so I love it. Um, I think that it helps out a whole lot with like kind of like what we're talking about right now. Um, but I mean, also I think sometimes people just need to kind of like take a step back and like just come in here and get a good workout. Give me your effort, and then that's what's going to pretty much lean over to the next day. Right? Yeah, and I, I think it's like you said, give the best effort. And it may be from, to a degree, some people are more competitive than others, but I think everybody to a degree has a competitive aspect to them. And you can still use as motivation if you have an athlete around your skill level, mm -hmm. right? Within arm's reach of your of what you conditioning and skill level and strength that you say, okay, like that's the person I'm trying to, you know, stay with, you know, so to speak. It can help aid intensity to your workouts, mm -hmm. right? Like, Still focus on your workout, but also use that as a motivating factor to get more intensity in. I think that can also be a good thing and healthy to a degree, but you can't get so wrapped up into that for every time that they beat you, you get super down on yourself, right? I think it's I think there's to a degree a good healthy aspect to that, but you can't let it overtake you yeah. where it's like your whole world whole and you get life, so right? you get so wrapped up and so overwhelmed by that. And because that can also become unhealthy. Yeah. Right. And well, I mean, anything that, too much is bad, right? I mean, yeah. Anything. Um, and I do think that uh, some people do get caught up in like the leaderboard and in sugar rod and just the whiteboard in general. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of like you're saying, I mean, it's a good thing to have like that, this couple people that you kind of look at before sure. a workout. I mean, it gives, like you said, it gives, gives you an idea of what you need to be doing for this workout. Um, but at the same time, if you know it's not your day and you know these movements are not your jam, like, don't look on sugar watch. Like you don't have to go and see what people are getting on those days. Mm -hmm. um, still go to, if you want to still put your score and still put your score in, right? Um, but I mean, it's not an all in be all type of deal, right? Well, like you said yesterday, for instance, 
let's say there was a workout that wasn't in your particular wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. You knew you weren't going to do great on it, right? It wasn't the movements that were your best. In my jam. You would do the workout. You would go put in the sugar wad. You wouldn't look at the leaderboard. Exactly. Also. Like, like I would still log my score. Yes. Um, but I would not – I did not want to look on sugar wad just in case I was maybe like – farther down than I was normally um and so I'm still putting him in there but don't be that guy that just like just because it's not in your wheelhouse you don't plug it in well right? that's what I'm saying morally um, wrong you can't you don't want to do that yeah you, you don't want to be that guy who only puts their work their score in when, when they do smash well, it right? right like it's only in when, when your wheelhouse you got if you're going to be a leaderboard person you're going to score out there you got to do it on every day right? right like but those days that maybe you like for instance those movements are in your wheelhouse like you have to look at it as a opportunity to get better look at a day to get better like okay like my goal for this workout even though i know i'm not gonna have the best score my goal is to be able to do these lunges unbroken mm-hmm. right, right i'm gonna try to do all 50 meters without stopping well maybe mini goals would be your at your point in time that would yeah. be your, like your your goal for that day like yeah. if it's something like i know for instance i cannot stand lunges okay so like when i example. see it, when i see lunges in the workout like i normally i don't have like a timed goal or anything like that i'll normally have like kind of like you said like i'm gonna go 50 foot unbroken i'm mm-hmm. gonna go I'm going to take two fast steps, two slow steps. And yeah, try to keep that that's more of a training day, right? You're, yeah. not, you're not treating that as a game day variation, right? You're trying to make yourself get better. I'm trying to get better that day, right? Because you know that's not there's a movement that you need to work mm-hmm. on to get better. At, right? And I think that's something that people could take and like say like, okay, maybe this is maybe pull ups aren't my jam, so maybe I'm going to have a goal of doing three in a row, okay, and mm-hmm. just try to keep that throughout your workout. Um, that could be a fix for that. Um, maybe just create mini goals instead of like getting caught up in the whole workout. Um, I find that kind of helps me, um, but I mean. I know everybody's a little different, so. Yeah. Like I said, it's just, it's one of those things that everybody's a little different on what they can. Like for, for me and you, for instance, like it, it, you know, the competitive aspect to it is a motivator. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think other people as well, it's a motivator to help get intensity out of your workouts and, and you know, to a degree and, and give that effort for compared to otherwise if it's, if it's not right, like you'll still try hard, but it's just, it just, it's a different feel. But when stuff sure. starts going their way, they're probably going to say, okay, I'm just going to kind of ease off of it. Right. Yeah. And so, um, but to kind of summarize this up, cause I want to talk in circles today is I think it can be a healthy aspect to have a little bit of competitive spirit to a degree and have that person. Everybody usually has like one person they have an idea about their skill level. Use that as a motivator to help get your intensity to work out so no, not so wrapped up into it that you get you dwell on that particular person beating you or maybe because ultimately mm-hmm. your workout is your workout. That's all you can control the variables of the intensity and your effort that you're giving. And if you're somebody who is constantly always wrapped up into the leaderboard and you know, take a break from that. Get rid of sugar wad for a little while. Maybe just don't use it for a month. Don't use it for a little see while. See how that goes. Just take the workouts off Facebook. See what you're going to get to the next day and just come into your workout and, and get out of here, right? Mm-hmm. Wherever, the, wherever the chips falls, wherever they fall. And maybe slowly you can work on your mindset of getting more focused in on your workout and what you can handle and not, what, not getting so wrapped up what everybody else is doing. Else is doing. Right, and so I know that's kind of something like I've tried to do a little bit in some of my classes is maybe not take as many scores. Um, yeah, like, and so I definitely think it's helped a little bit. Yeah, that's even something we talked about is like not putting scores on the board itself or just using sugar wad, sugar wad as the opportunity to, you know, that's where scores will be put in. The board is just more like participation mm-hmm. in the way of like beating attendance. And hey, you showed up, you worked. You exactly. Like putting your like, name on the board, you know, is a stamp on the day that you came here and got it done, so to speak. 
and like we said, I mean, the biggest thing, now that doesn't mean you can just kind of walk at the door and go through the motions. No, like you're going to give us but a shit you, after, But you right? need to, you, like the biggest thing is the effort that you're putting in and you, you know, you tried your best of what you could give that particular day and then you move on. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's, it's kind of like an if then statement. I think majority of people, it's a good thing, I think, but there are also some aspects to that, that, um, it can be an overwhelming thing. People can get way, way too wrapped up into it and actually make it more of a deterrent and not make this an enjoyable experience, yeah. right? But don't take it as that way and, you know, change that mindset of it. ultimately you're only here for your workout and only you can control is your effort and your attitude that you're performing the workouts. And wherever that happens, it happens. And you can't complain necessarily about the, maybe the effort you're not, you're the, or the, the work you're not putting in. Exactly. You know, you have that's to be, a real, I think that's something that people also need to realize though, right? Well, you, that's what I'm saying. You, you have to be realistic of, you know, because everybody goes through ways of higher motivation, lower motivation, mm-hmm. and they have more, for instance, they have maybe more time throughout the year or years in general to where maybe, you know, a couple years ago, like, I mean, I'll use myself, for example, like, before having children, I had a lot more time, time to, to right? dedicate towards training, mm-hmm. right? But I can't, at this point in time in my life, compare myself to Cody then five years ago because it's not my training doesn't look the same yeah. anymore I'm not putting the train to the same style of training intensity that I am now that I was then so it'd be really easy for me to get discouraged that maybe I'm not as strong as I was or maybe I'm not as fit as I was and you and and be deterred by that right but also I'm realistic to say I'm not training the same way anymore mm-hmm. and it's the same example for anybody to where if you're training intensity and you were more consistent last year and in these past six months you have not been consistent, you've only been coming in twice a week, if not at all, you're only coming in like every other week two times and you're either your intensity's dropping off way more, your attitude's way worse and you're getting upset because you're not doing as well. Well, you're not putting in the work like you did before, mm-hmm. especially maybe let's say, and usually what happens is maybe you take some time off. And maybe you put on a few extra pounds. You put on 10, 15 pounds mm-hmm. over that process. You're also moving around a lot more mass and you're yeah. using more energy to do that, right? So there's a lot of variables changing that. And you can't get so wrapped up and compare yourself to the old version of you. All you can do is start at this particular point and then from there take the victories from that point forward and use that as a motivator to get back to the old version yeah. of you, right? But don't use it as a That's a good way to look at it, right? I mean, like, if you know you've you're not in the best shape you have been and maybe you've been in better shape before. Like, okay, maybe you want to get back there day by day, right? Well, I even had this conversation with Jennifer today. Jennifer literally got cut open mm-hmm. from her chest down past her belly button. I mean, she was literally on her deathbed on, on, the, on the table now. Yeah. Like, and some people could use that as an upsetting factor to where she's like, oh my God, like, at, like it's going to take me forever to get back to where I was mm-hmm. and like use this as a kind of like a way not to not yeah to like it's out. a demotivator like I can't believe this is happening like and use every excuse in the book not to get back at it but for her it's been a motivating thing right she's taken this now as something that is getting her motivation to get back to where she was before mm-hmm. if not better now. better than what she right? she's using right. this opportunity to fit, work on some things that you know some nagging injuries things like that but also building back her base and striving to get back to trying to come back better right yeah she's using that as a motivator right and you can do the same exact thing for you in particular if you've gone periods of time extended amounts of time now that you haven't been as consistent with your training and you want to get back to that then use it as a motivator if you don't be realistic with that like me personally i don't have aspirations to go compete and so (laughs) kale's calling me a loser (laughs) i don't have aspirations to go compete so i'm not going to put that pressure on myself to be 
the best because I'm not trying to be there yeah. anymore, right? Okay. So like yeah. I can't get mad at myself. I'm like I'm not even putting my pressure on to, to do that anymore. And that's not my goal anymore. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like it, it took me a while to, to be oh whatever. It took me a while to get to that point, right? Like it's a transition phase. But you do have to realize like it's it that's not where I am anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's okay too. Like yeah. I'm still being consistent with my training. I'm still enjoying training and that's the main thing. I still enjoy it. So you gotta find ways to enjoy what you're doing, right? And tweak it to where you can enjoy okay, it. Right? Like, like I mean, change it up a little bit if you have to and like change it to where you do enjoy your workout mm-hmm. or change the movement to where you are having a good time, right? Yeah. Uh, you don't have to have a, a terrible time just because you're not as fit as you once was, right? Yeah, like you gotta take that you gotta take that pressure off of yourself to do like so well mm-hmm. like if essentially that's not what your aspirations are anymore. yeah like they don't put that pressure on like i have to do this particular way in the workout right like try hard have a good time doing it break a good sweat and wherever that puts you at where that puts you at right yeah i mean you're here for an hour with your friends with your buddies and like you don't want to have just like a, a big depression fest mm-hmm. right like you want to come in here and have a great time so like make it <clears> where you can come in here and have a fun time well two degrees like it's almost like you feel and you're to a degree trying, like you're almost feeling sorry for yourself, like, oh, I'm kind not so of. good anymore, and you know, I suck. And you're using all this, like, oh, woe is me, um, you know, pouty party kind of deal. And it's like nobody likes that, and you don't like yourself for saying that to yourself mm-hmm. either. Like, but if you were to look at yourself in that moment, like, you would probably not be too happy with yeah. it, right? Like, for me, myself, like, the, the best year I ever had in the open, like, the way my fittest I ever was was in 2017. 2016 was like, was probably my least favorite training year. I had put so much pressure on myself and it became, training did not become fun anymore. Mm-hmm. And 2017, like after the 2016 season, I had time taking that, like I was upset with myself with the mindset that I had. I was disgusted with myself in the way of my, my thought process and things like that. When I took the, the, the pressure off myself of doing, performing a certain way every single day mm-hmm. and just saying, look, even though I was still competing at the time, like just whatever happens is whatever happens. Whatever my effort is, is what my effort is today. Was it my best of all time? No, like it, it, I might not be able to do all these pull-ups on broken today. I might not be able to do all these double arms on broken today. And that's okay. As long as I know I'm, I'm trying hard for me this mm-hmm. day, that's all that ultimately matters. It matters, right? And then whatever happens, I fall on the leaders, whatever happens, I fall on the lead mm-hmm. That's the, the best time, great. If other people beat me, that's fine too. But all I can do is all I can do today. Control what take you that can pressure control, off, right? Yeah, take right. that pressure off yourself. It's easy. Um, and I think it all comes down to, like, your outlook. Like, if you can have a good outlook on, like, trying to become better and maybe get back to what you were, I mean, that's going to make a huge, huge difference, right? If you're coming in here every day already knowing, like, oh, there's pull-ups today. Like, I'm going to do terrible. I, you know, I'm not as good as, yeah. as it once was. Like, you're going to do terrible in that workout, yeah. right? If you come in here and you say, okay, maybe I'm going to try and work on these pull-ups. I'm going to try and get better at these pull-ups. Today. Yeah. Like, you are going to have a good workout. Well, you we have a better it, outlook right? on it, right? Yeah. It's like just being grateful for what you can do. Today. <clears throat> and having that mindset of, I think some of people get in the middle of the workout and like, oh, I suck so bad or this workout's so horrible. I can't believe I got to break up these pull-ups today or this weight feels so heavy for me now. Instead of like saying all these things inside your head while you're, while you're working out, like change that mindset like, like, hey, breathe. Like, if you got to break it up, break it up. It's no big deal. Like, but stay consistent. You know, mm-hmm. keep the rest relatively short. You know, just keep, stay, stay on this run. Like, just keep, it's like, same way. Like, right? keep one foot for me on this run. Try not to walk here today. You know, focus on all these little wins inside the workout. So, focus on all the things that are going on wrong. On 1L, right? Yeah. Like, all the things that are going wrong in the workout. Focus on things that you can control. And, 
you know, just invokes an effort and like calm yourself down and like, hey, like this is suck, but I, I'm like, keep pushing, I'm like, keep, just keep steady, just keep steady, breathe, relax. Like, and that's, the workout's almost done, I'm gonna get Exactly, there. and that's another place that like kind of the coaches come to play too, though. Like, if you know that's gonna be like a bad day for you <clears> and something you may need to work on, go ask the coach what you can do to like maybe help you and mm-hmm. like see what's the best option for you today, right? Um, that's where the coaches come to play. That way they can steer you in the right direction. Yeah. Um, that way you don't be a Debbie Downer for the next hour and a half, right? Well, like for instance, let's say we have, like double is an easy example. Somebody's kind of caught between of, they can do maybe a couple double unders, but they don't want to miss the of the workout. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I want to work on doing double unders, but I, I can't do 40 of them. I you know, what should I do? You just say, look, do a minute worth of double unders, and then from there finish off with 30 singles and then move on. Yeah, do right? That's do, a training right? day at that point in mm-hmm. time. You're working on getting better, but you instead of sitting there whipping yourself for 40 reps, and not ever getting angry, and bare, or just doing, and then doing, or doing singles afterwards, and like, I didn't even get a good workout because I didn't get to work on my double unders. Mm-hmm. I do singles instead. You then now focus in on getting better. You use the coach to kind of be mm-hmm. an aspect. Use of the coach. That's what block. we're here for, yeah. right? That's a I mean, exactly. You pay for us to kind of help you get a better workout, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, use us. Um, ask us questions. See what you can do that day. Mm-hmm. That way, you can change it up. Um, it depend on the movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I definitely think it all comes down to the way you look at it and how you treat that workout that day. So, oh, for sure. Definitely outlook. Yeah, for sure. I think that's 99% of it. And that's, and that's what anything with life. I mean, it's yeah. not just training. I mean, you can look at any aspect of it all. You, you, have, know. you, you choose to be happy. You choose, in my opinion. Like, you can put on a happy face. You can. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you just have to come in here and say, hey, I can do this. Let's make this the best I can today. Well, happiness is a choice, right? Yeah. I mean, just like you see people who are the the top of the world who commit suicide, right? And they have every reason to be happy. Everybody like would strive to be that particular person, yes. right? But that, that person still wasn't happy. And it's just like, you just, you have to choose happiness. So where you are in your life, whether it's at the, you know, you're at the bottom of the pit or your peak of the, mountain, the top of the mountain, you right? got to choose to be happy every single day. And it's a, it all comes down to choices, yeah. right? And, and so, uh, it's, it's very simple, subtle mindset shifts can make all the difference in the world, but ultimately take that pressure off of yourself, focus on you and your effort and you know where that falls where that falls and you can like i said use a leaderboard to something to help motivate you and engage your intensity of your workouts right because sometimes you can get done and you know maybe feel like you maybe didn't give your best but then you can use the leaderboard to kind of say okay yeah i did do pretty well maybe i did, I did, I did do do, very yeah well. i did do well and then sometimes you can get done and you're like oh maybe i didn't try this so hard today and you look at the reward and you're like okay maybe i didn't try that hard mm-hmm. today like i really i kind of felt like i didn't really give it all i could today and the word reflects right. that, and that's okay. Like, and, but still, the vice versa, you did give all your effort, and maybe you still didn't follow where you were. Hey, it is what it is. I, I gave my best particular effort on that workout. If anything, okay, obviously I'm not as good on those freaking movements. I can use this now as a motivator to get better, where let's say maybe it's a, a pull-up workout, and I notice that usually on those days, even though I'm trying hard, the pull-ups are the days that I don't do so well. That's something for me now to motivate me to work on to get better at. Mm-hmm. So, And then you can see how you're progressing as you get better at your pull-ups. Now I'm reflecting that on the leaderboard as well, that I'm, I'm moving up higher on leaderboard on pull-up days because I am getting better on pull-ups. Yeah. So. Absolutely. So that's kind of a rundown. Hopefully it helps you guys out. Uh, if you got any questions, don't be afraid to reach out. All right. Peace, love, pasta.